Hello! I am so super excited as always because you are on the Super Women Can podcast and we have an amazing guest today who is going to blow your mind. I'm not just saying this is the perfect person to really tap into your deeper psyche to really accelerate your success. And my friend, she's also my friend, Victoria, <laughs> and, it, and it's by force, friend by force, by the way. <laughs> and this is Victoria Doa. And before I do an introduction, I want to remind you, the Superwoman Can podcast is being set up to accelerate the success of women of colour to get to their highest heights that they ever thought possible. I invite guests who are already successful in their arena and they're here to give you hints and tips to truly take you to the next level. So without further ado, Victoria, please tell us the amazing introduction into who you are and what you do. Hi Sam, thanks for letting me on. It's great, we haven't seen each other so long. So we've been naturally in the background for quite a while. <laughs> so hello everybody, my name is Victoria Dio. I help you to oh, fall in love with your life again, very simply. And um, my key tool is intuition. And um, I help you to manifest the life that you desire. So loads of strategies in there. Um, I've got a heal method that helps you to really hone in because the thing is, everybody wants to fall in love with their life again everybody so if you are at that stage especially if you're an, an entrepreneur or a corporate person if you're a leader in your industry basically then you come to me to fall in love with life again it's that simple i think it's it, it is simple but I think that your method is absolutely amazing i love the idea of healing because women mm. as women we just tend to like burn out don't we we burn out we we're constantly spinning so many plates and you go deeper than just I'm here to give you some strategies you go deeper into the healing of your body tell us a bit more about that side of things so first and foremost I my story comes from you know I used to head major programs and portfolios in the corporate world and I was very logical and years later life turned upside down um, and my calling to be a healer started to sprout. So what was really obvious was how I used to feel when I was in the corporate world. I didn't hate it, I actually loved my job, but I loved my job to the point where I couldn't identify if I was happy or sad. I knew I was existing, I just didn't know if I was happy or sad. And I remember saying to myself, one day I'm gonna get found out because I was literally working by fluke. Because I was good at what I did, I was just making money for these companies and delivering these massive projects and having these amazing teams and influencing everybody else except myself. Wow. And, and I knew there was something missing. I just didn't know what it was. So when my calling came to be a healer, and that's a whole different story, and it wasn't straightforward, by the way. There was a lot of pain that came with it. When I tapped into my intuition to understand exactly who am I meant to help, there were people who were already successful, you know, especially women. I mean, I, I have male clients as well, but especially women who are already successful and just look at their lives and going, what on earth is going on? 
what something's missing. I don't know, I don't know where to start. I'm embarrassed about even being vulnerable enough to say something's not right because the average person would turn around and go, well, look at your pay packet does not equate to not being happy. You know, you go on all these holidays, you have a luxury lifestyle. What do you mean you're not happy? And I realized that used to be me. So when I work with people, yes, I am a healer. I'm actually an African oracle because I got anointed underneath the mountains of Africa. But that means that I'm a seer, I'm a healer. And I use food, I use words and workshops, and I also use energy to heal you. So it's a very deep process where one plus one does not equal two. We look for what's missing on the table and you know, making sure we don't leave anything on the table by connecting to our higher selves. You know, that's that part of you that says your gut feeling, your instincts, that knowing. And women, especially, you know that, but unfortunately, what you tend to do is you use your higher self to look after your children, to look after your husbands. And then when it comes to looking after yourself, you drop the intuition and start thinking with your head. And I'm here to tell you that you can have it all. You can actually blend your intuition and your logic and create absolute magic. Wow, that is like awesome. You were saying that you're an African oracle just now. So I want to find out a little bit more about, you know, what actually has set you up for success? And I'm guessing this African oracle has played a strong part. Talk, tell me a bit more about that. Your oh God, backstory. Where do, where do I start? So first and foremost, <laughs> I don't think it's the African oracle who set me up for success. I think what has set me up for success has been to listen to my inner voice. Yeah. Wow. And, and to say yes, even when I'm scared, to say yes when I don't know what the outcome's going to be. And that has been my success. I've really had to trust myself. I've had to keep the voice and all the noises away. Because here's the thing, from the moment you're born, I know you just had a baba, um, but, <laughs> but from the moment you're born, you have absorbed the beliefs of your mum mm. and everybody around you energetically. So by the time that baby is born, beliefs are already formulating, wow. right? And then you get pulled out in most cases into a nurse and, and that nurse has her own beliefs. And then after you're looked after, you, you're picking up the energies of everybody around you. What tends to happen in this case is when by the time you become an adult or actually between the ages of naught and four, you've already formulated your own beliefs. And that noise continues. And that's where a lot of our fear comes from. And fear is not always a bad thing, but sometimes it can stop us from going for, for what we would love. So what I've learned is that fear, it's nothing to do with me. That fear is separate. I don't embody the fear. I don't wear it as a coat, which then allows me to connect to my intuition so that I can then flow and create a magical life now you asked me what the journey was so I was working for a I was a con, I've always been a contractor so when I was at university I always knew I was never going to work on Saturdays <laughs> now that I'm self-employed and stuff that went right out the window <laughs> um, I don't want to work on Saturdays and I always knew I wanted freedom freedom's one of my 
top values. Um, it's something I completely believe in. I, I love living life on my own terms, and I've done so for a very long time. And I was working for a company, I was working for, for a client at the time, and I had about 100 people reporting into me. Life was great. I was traveling around the world. I had no issues whatsoever. I started a food business. I was selling cooking sauces. I was in my element. And then one day, the phone stopped ringing. My contract in that company ended as planned, and nobody ever called me again. And I can say this was in 2016. And even though sometimes I may get bitsy calls these days, I never received a full-fledged call for a contract since, never. It, it was almost as if I got pulled out of my own life. There is a film called It's a Wonderful wow. Life with James Stewart. It's a Christmas film, watch it, it's a great film. And he was very unhappy with his life and the angels and God showed him what life would be like if he wasn't born. That's what I felt like. It felt like I didn't exist. Wow. Jobs, job, I was getting calls for jobs or I was going for jobs and the agent would say, oh yeah, this job just turned up and within 24 hours, the job would disappear. Wow. And I'd gone from 15 years of being headhunted to me applying for my own job, having to search for my own job, like ringing agents and going, have you got any jobs? And they'd be like, oh, hi, Vic, how are you? Yeah, jobs come in. And then the next one, we don't know what happened, but that job. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And, and that allowed me to start thinking that there's something higher happening than just normal mankind. This was God doing some work that I had no idea what was going on. And I, I used to go to church on the other occasion. I think I was in the choir at one point, would read at church, but I would never say that I was a devout Christian as my parents would have expected me to be. You know, I'd go to church and mm-hmm. but I never, when I woke up in the morning, I didn't always pray. I'd get up in the morning and go have a shower and then leave and stuff like I was very, I just was. And this journey of being taken out of this world made me start to think it's made me start to think about what's happening I got very scared because two years in I still hadn't got a job and I'd gone from six figures to zero in the bank I'd had to sell my brand new car I bought a car for 100 grand about three years before I sold it because I, I, I could keep up with the payments I couldn't keep up with the maintenance of it so I sold the car, I lived on the money that I made from the car, still wasn't getting jobs, but something happened. I would walk down the street and people would come up to me and say, until you surrender to your purpose, nothing's going to change. Wow. Are you serious? Just people just stopped you, said the exact same words. They would say exact same words. And the thing is, years wow. before, when I thought I was depressed, I'd been to see who I now believe is an intuitive coach. Somebody had connected us. And he had said to me, when you walk down the street, the people follow you. I was like, yeah, what happens? And he was like, yeah. and he was like you know, and he was asking me all these really personal questions around being able to see, being able to read, you know, see intuitively. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, do you think it's normal? And my response was, I've never really looked into it. It just has been. Yeah. 
And I was so heavily in my logic and in my corporate job. And because I was comfortable financially and otherwise, I had no need to explore all these happenings that had happened around me. And it was only when I had zero in the bank account that I started to pay attention. And I honestly believe today that God took everything away from me financially so that I could pay attention and focus on this path. So it's been a long-winded path. I met people who taught me, like literally every day I would wake up and there'd be somebody either knocking on my door or being introduced to me, or I'd go to somewhere and someone would go, oh, it's you. And I got taught the art of honing in my gift of healing, intuition, psychic development and everything else. And I was really worried because as a Christian, I was like, well, I don't know how this sits. I don't know, is this, you know, is this in opposition of what I've been brought up to believe? And there was a lot of conflict there, but I kept on moving and the doors kept on opening. My first job, I'd seen a woman on TV and she was a psychic. And for some reason, I was like, I need to speak to this woman. I haunted her down, found her, booked an appointment, and she works in Selfridges in London. And I went to see her. And as soon as she saw me, she went, oh, you're one of us. <laughs> I was like, what? one of who? Oh, one of <laughs> <us>. <laughs> like, I don't know why I'm thinking of Harry Potter then. <laughs> so, 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 uh, oh, I'm, I'm here to see you. She goes, yeah, but you're one of us. And I was like, oh, yeah. I said, people say things, but I said, so people say things, but I don't really lean into it. And she turns around to me and my dad, it was the first year anniversary of my dad's death. And she turns around and she goes, by the way, your dad is not happy you're here. And I remember just starting to tremble with tears and she went, oh my God, don't start crying. We've got loads to talk about. <laughs> Within an hour, she offered me a job in Selfridges <laughs> to be one of the psychics there. It's this, in Selfridges. Yeah, it's in the basement. And stuff. She's the only, I think she's the only psychic concession in a high-end store in Europe. I think so she's looked after the Kardashians and Larry King and so she's quite well known and yeah so that was my starting point I don't talk about her often but yeah so she used she hired me and before she hired me she, I remember her putting me into a room and she brought people I'd never met before she put one person in and she goes tell this person about their life and I just started speaking and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll do my best. And I started speaking and these girls started shaking in this room and going, how do you know all this stuff? How do you know all this stuff? And she left crying. And then I remember Jane coming to the room and looking at me again and brought somebody else in. And after three people, she was like, okay, I'll give you Sundays. You can, and by this time I was broke, right? So I was like, I'll take any, if you believe that what I'm doing works, I'll take the money. Like, I still didn't believe in my gift. I was just like, I'm so desperate for money right now. <laughs> if you say, <laughs> oh, it's hilarious.
it, it was all that. Yeah, and it just evolved. And then and then one day, uh, Jane came to me and she said, you need to go out and learn your craft. And I was like, what craft? She was like, what you've got didn't make any sense. And But as soon as I left, somebody else came and wanted to talk to me about crystals and started talking to me about tarot cards and stuff. And I wasn't really into tarot cards. Like, I didn't get them. But I paid attention. And what was so funny, I found out, was that 15 years before, I'd taken a job where I'd been asked to buy tarot cards in Manchester. I bought them and I was working for these 0800 numbers or whatever they're called, these 0801 numbers. Oh, yeah. And they taught us how to use the cards. This was when I was at uni. And I was the only person who could keep a customer on for 59 minutes. And I didn't know at the time that this was my calling coming out and talking in its own way. And the cards are just guidelines and stuff. It, it was just a thing. It just got crazy and crazy. But the more I evolved, the more I said yes, I got given opportunities. I did Tony Robbins. That was like my first personal development experience. And his community have done a lot for me because Tony's community, especially in the US, they're very much anything is possible. We can do anything at all. And in that environment, I met a, a couple who heard of my gift, or I told them about my gift, and that I didn't know what to do with it. But I believed there was a woman in Africa who would at least help me and understand my work. And my sister had told me about this woman. And for the first time, I knew I was going to get the support I needed because I was healing people. People were coming to me for healing and I was doing the healing. People were coming to me for intuitive guidance. I was giving that, but I wasn't working with anything. I was just this standalone individual who wanted to get back to her six-figure job. Didn't know what, I was literally lost. And this couple asked me to tell them their story. And they, the guy who I spoke to and his wife started to do this, started to scan with his hands. And I didn't know what scanning meant at the time. So I asked his wife, what is he doing? She goes, he's scanning and he kept on scanning. Now I know he was trying to understand the, the energy levels of the story I told him, but also the energy levels of me needing to go to Africa. And he turned around to me and said, you need to go to Africa now. And I'm in the middle of Tenerife with this guy and I'm going, I need to get back to the UK and my budget does not allow for me to go anywhere else for a long time. And he went, kept on scanning. He goes, you need to leave. And in the end, we ended up in an argument and he turned around and said, give my wife your details, we're booking your flights. And I'd never met them before and they booked me a flight to Africa. Wow. And yeah, and I went to Africa, met this woman and I thought I was just going for a visit. And when I got there after day one, I'm following her around. I don't know what I'm doing. We're finishing each other's sentences. We don't speak the same language. My mom had traveled. My mom is a devout Christian. My mom traveled with us, which I was very surprised by. And at the time when I got there, my mom had been very ill. And it was the first time she'd ever allowed me to heal her because the doctors could not do anything for her. I was like, mom, you need to trust me. Let me do something. And I healed my mom to the point where she could travel with us on an eight hour journey. And on the second day of being with this woman, I asked her, why am I here? And she looked at me as if I was really stupid. And she said, 
we've been waiting for you. You're the next African Oracle. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, and I spent 50 hours in the jungle being prepared and being taught about herbs, being taught about just trusting my intuition. You know, my teacher, she doesn't read or write. She is just, she's somebody who looks after high dignitaries in Africa and, and I'm her successor. Yeah, but I wasn't allowed to stay in Africa. I had to come back and I was not happy about that. I cried a lot. Um, and I came back and within weeks, I got introduced to pranic healing. And that's where I found out that the woman and man who had bought my ticket, eight master, two of the eight masters of, in the world of pranic healing. So they're very high up in intuitive work and everything else. So that's my journey. Long answer, but that's my journey. There's so much to unpick there. I don't even know where to even start. I know. I want to. I honestly don't even know where to start. So you've this gone. It's going to be a thirty-minute. going to be a thirty-minute interview. Just because, <laughs> no, it's just so exciting. And to I, so I don't want to make it clear because I am a Christian. Yeah. Myself, I'm a Christian, and there is that I can see there is that that must have been quite a, a battle personally because I know that there's some elements of that that I probably wouldn't be comfortable with at all. But yeah. you just went with it. So when you went to Africa, and mm. you became an oracle and mm. you're with your mom who's a devout Christian and tell me so tell me how that translated in terms of right this is what I'm supposed to do and this is how I'm going to do it so the, st- the bit that I missed out about maybe about two years before that I I really, nobody ever judged me, by the way. I'm very blessed. Nobody came to me. And I know a lot of, a lot of my friends are Christians. Nobody came to me and going, oh, you know, what you're doing is, is, is you know, blasphemous or anything else. Not one person ever judged me. And I never understood why, but I was judging myself. Wow. So one, yeah, I was very hard on myself because I just didn't know. And my mom, God bless her, she was so patient. She never judged me. She just listened. Like I was performing God's miracles all around me. And we didn't know whether, we didn't know whose miracles they were, but I was just making people's lives easier. And people were getting incredible results with their families, with their jobs and everything else. And we just didn't know. And my mom just kept on going, well, we, we, my mom kept on saying, well, we trust in God. We'll, we'll just leave it in God's hands. And I, and I kept on doing all this phenomenal stuff. Wow. It came to the point where I went to see my vicar. So I was at service one morning and we'd done eight o'clock service. Eight o'clock service is better than 10, 10 o'clock service because eight o'clock service is so much quieter. There's less people. And I was like, I'm going to speak to my vicar today. And I went to speak to my vicar, like ready to fight. Now I get on my vicar really well. He's like a young guy. But I'm like, if he, tell, if he banishes me from this church, I'm going to have words. I'm ready. I'm ready to go to this church. And I, and I, <laughs> and I go in and I go in and I'm like remember today's the day you're going to talk to the vicar about what's been going on and I sit down in church and the pastor's reading the, the, the pastor the vicar he's reading this passage and I don't remember the the passage but it says if you have a gift you need to tell the world you can't hide this gift and I'm looking around going who the hell's following me into church like What's going on? And he's reading this message and it's speaking to me. 
so I freak out. So at the end of the service, I'm thinking, I'm going to cry. And I get very embarrassed when I cry. So I'm like, oh, I can't cry in public. As the vicar was shaking everybody else's hands, he normally gives me a hug. He gives me a hug. Oh, Vicky. He calls me Vicky. He goes, hi, Vicky. He goes, how are you? I said, yeah. I said, I need to talk to you. I promise to speak to you during the week. And he was like, no, let's do it now, pal. So we sit down and I just said to him, I have visions and I heal people. What's your take on that? And he goes, oh, that's amazing. What brilliant news, huh? He goes, ah. He goes, you know you're not the first. He goes, it's all in the Bible. He goes, it's human beings who try and separate it. He goes, this is wonderful news. He goes, as long as you're duping for good, he goes, this is fantastic. Because how do you feel? And by this time, I'm thinking I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. I'm like, oh, good. And I'm thinking I was meant to be fighting with you. I was ready to have a go with you. And this is not going as planned. And he was so grateful and so happy for me. And I walked out of the church a bit deflated because I was like, okay, <laughs> You're ready for the battle of your life. <laughs> I was ready for the battle of my life. And so he has been a huge supporter. And he'll say to me sometimes, oh, I, I, I keep watching you. I always keep an eye on what you're doing. So by the time I went to Cameroon, that had already been resolved. And I told, obviously, I told my mom about this story and stuff and everything else. And again, my mom was like, do you know what? We'll just see, see what happens. Then when I healed, my mom was in shock. And then my mom's doctor, who's also a devout Christian, heard about my gift after I'd been made an oracle. And he invited me to do some work on him. And we were on the floor as I was working on him and my mom was sat there. And all you could hear, typical African woman was like, hmm. oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Lord, that's, what, that's all my mom kept on saying. And this doctor, well-renowned doctor in Cameroon, was so receptive of the healing that I did for him. When I finished, he referred two of his patients to me. Wow. Yeah, he's like, you need to go. Yeah, you, you need to go and look after my patients because I've tried X, Y, and Z. I know there's something else that needs to be done and you're the answer. So I became his consultant and when I was in Africa. Yeah, so it, it never became a thing. And actually now I have more Christian clients who come to me and initially they're like, oh, I'm not so sure. And then they realize what I can do for them. One of the biggest ones was somebody I'd known in childhood, lost touch with her. She'd seen on social media that I was doing something, didn't know quite what, and reached out. And you could tell she was very embarrassed. She was like, look, there's something wrong with my son, but I can't verbalize it. So I said, okay. And she said, but I, need to, I, I think we need to come and work with you. I was like, fine. So I gave her my prices. And she went, we've got a vicar coming as well. And this vicar's going to do some work with this guy. Bearing in mind, this guy was abroad. And his family are based in the UK. So I was like, you know what? If you need to bring in a vicar, do the work, please. Two months later, she calls me crying. She goes, you need to help me. And her son had, um, he'd had, what was it? He'd been nonverbal and had been committed with violence and had been committed to a psychiatric unit. And there was no way to get to him. It was in a completely different country. I said, I don't know what to do. And all I said was, send me a picture. She said, what are you going to do with a picture? All I can say is this, within 
the first session, without him being next to me, he started, he, he uttered a word. The second session, which was after two days, he, he uttered a sentence. The third session, he smiled. The fourth session, his mom said, sounded like himself. And the unit said, if you continue like this, we will give you a release date. Fifth session, he had a release date. Sixth session, he was on the video like this talking to me. Wow. So he me for lying that you have a gift, is there? I yes. want to know how you use that now for your business and what you do. What, you know, what has God what has God for <laughs> this point because I can see that you still have God in you you're still a Christian you Amen. still follow you, you've Amen. had blessing from your vicars Amen. and all the rest Amen. of it so Amen. tell me you know tell me what you do now tell me how you change women's life especially women of color and tell me how you shape that I'm pretty sure that you do a lot mm. so I just want to add on to that that the, the one thing that this has taught me is now I never wake up without praying. I never wake up without saying thank you. It, like this gift has brought me closer to God because I know now that there is no other explanation other than my faith in God and how he works through me. That's for sure. That's one thing I will say. I also have a huge disdain for people who have the gift, seemingly have the gift, and use it as entertainment. I don't do that. I'm not here for entertainment. I'm here to change lives. And wow. I, it, it's, it's that simple. That's why yeah. you'll never see me. You'll never see me at a stall doing a psychic, a psychic table. So I, I just don't do that. I, I just think there's there's ways that this can be honed, where you take away the entertainment aspect so that it's taken seriously. And I've been led down the road to help people like me. So successful people, successful leaders in their industry to help them to bring a level of intuition into their business so you connect to your higher self and you know so you don't leave anything on the table that's how i help people you know if you're experiencing burnout if you're experiencing stress and anxiety if you're you know or you just desire a life bigger than you know when you just sit at work and you go i know i'm meant for bigger things the reason that you're even getting that message is because you are and I help you connect to that. And I haven't had a client yet who I would say hasn't succeeded. I've, I've had one client who was the trickiest client ever. And even though she finished her program with me, she went away and actually ended up being a partner in a multi-million pound company. <laughs> and, she, and, and, it was part of, and it was her influence that made that multi-million. So yeah, I literally... And I'm very hard on black women, by the way, and, you know, especially black women and other women of color. And I'll tell you why, because whilst I don't believe in the color blind aspect, you know, when people go, oh, I don't see color, I do believe in it in a way, because I don't want you to think to yourself, oh, I'm black woman, you're a woman. You're a woman who has come from, from a woman who has come from descendants who, you know, ancestors who have done incredible things in this world and the gift that you have to be able to have this pigment in your skin should never be taken lightly so i have an issue when we dilute it because mm. we are capable of so much more and that's why i believe that we should be coming together as opposed to moving aside i can actually count on one hand how many black women support my business 
And that's a huge shame. And, you know, and maybe somebody would say that about myself as well. But I always look for people, and, and it's not because you're black, but I think, look at somebody and think, do you know what, are they doing a good job? And if they are, edify them and support them because nobody else is going to come and save us. Nobody else is going to come and save us. Nobody knows what it's like to be this color. No, and, and whilst I've not suffered, I've not suffered racism like most, what I will say is, especially the older I get, I realize that it's not black or white. It, 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 it's not black or white. You know, you Sam, have been quite prevalent in identifying that, you know, if you see a picture that isn't representative of today's world, you know, we need to be showing up. We need to be investing in ourselves. One, one, one thing that really makes me sad is that when you go into the personal development world or even just the learning world, you find that there's one or two black women. Where are the rest of you? Where are the rest of you? At what point are you going to start showing up? I'm probably not going to make any friends here, but here's the thing. We need to find a way to get over our ancestral trauma. Yeah. We need to find a way to I get over we, we definitely need to. That ancestral trauma that we have, and I get it, you know, because at some point when you were growing up, you were told to be seen, not to be heard. You, you were told to respect your elders, which means that when you're bullied at work, you don't have the confidence to speak back or to, you know, or to at least go and find justice. I get it. But there's so much help out there. That, and with, with the technology that you have, there's people will, uh, available to help. And there's people available to help you. Um, and even if you have to pay for it initially, just to have a conversation shouldn't charge you anything because you want to make sure that you can shop around for the people that can help you. And there is no reason why any other woman, a white woman, for example, should be superseding you in anything that you do. There's no reason. And that's where I come. I'm so passionate about this. I don't talk about it in my messaging, but it's something that, um, I'm very passionate about because in all my career, I've been the only black woman at a senior level in a room with men, yeah, with right. white men. It shouldn't be happening. And mm-hmm. I know that we have got some intelligent women out there. We've got some intelligent women who can do whatever they want. And I want, so for me, with women using their intuition, you can read your situation a lot better. You can start to, you can start to navigate your world and set yourself aside from other people so that when people come to you and they try and intimidate you, connecting to your higher self stops you from panicking, stops you from feeling small and gives you ideas and inspiration that nobody else can even argue with. And that's how I believe I have succeeded over the last 20 odd years in, in my world, whatever I've been doing. Wow. So... I have just been absolutely, you know, it's been an absolute pleasure listening to you. Now, can you tell us where we can find you? Because I know there's going to be lots of people wanting to <laughs> That magnetic force that you have is going to be on fire right now. Where can we find you? <laughs> Ooh, where can you find me? The best place to find me is on Instagram or on LinkedIn. So Manifestation Kitchen is the umbrella name of my business. You can find me on Instagram with that. Um, you can find me on the Victoria Dia, which is D for Delta I-O-H on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook as Victoria Dio. But the best thing to do is to give you my quiz. And once you get my quiz, so that's my gift to you and your listeners, 
if you have my quiz, yeah, <laughs> yeah, my quiz, and the quiz is all about what sort of manifester are you. So if you don't use the word manifestation, it's more about how do you attract things into your life? How do you take your dreams and turn them into reality? So once you're in there, then you can be my world and we can have a chat and have a conversation. But my Instagram page has got loads of stuff because in my bio, it's literally like a mini website and you can come in there and find out more and more about me. Amazing. Now, I am so delighted that you have been on I haven't even, been, there was just so much in there. So I just want to say a massive thank you for joining us. And I want to tell anyone that's listening, continue to watch out for our amazing guests that are upcoming and go and follow Victoria right now and definitely go and download that, that quiz and find out more about yourself and your own manifestation. I look forward to doing it myself as well. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Victoria. You've been- oh, pleasure to be on i've learned thank so you. thanks for having me thank you